Hey, Rookie Big Board listener. Before we get to this episode, I want to make sure you know about the 2022 Rookie Guide. Volume 1 is out now. It is over 130 pages, chock full of rookie insight, 90 player profiles, mock drafts, player values, comparison to Devi and Dynasty value, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash the FF Educator and get your copy now. in session this is the draft seminar rookie profile series hosted by matt hicks the ff educator and i am joined as always by john lob the gridiron scholar this is the valus jones jr fantasy football rookie profile episode john the final one in the 2022 rookie profile series before we get into the last one we want to thank all of our listeners and all of our viewers that have tuned in i know many of you have watched all 40 i believe 42 is the number we landed on i got a fact check 40 that. my friend 40 40 even uh so thank you everybody but also want to make sure that folks know whether you're watching on the rookie big board youtube channel listening on the rookie big board uh podcast channel or listening on the nfl draft bible podcast network we have plenty more pre and post-draft rookie coverage coming your way. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're listening in here in future weeks as well. You can find all of John's work at footballdiehards.com and you can find all of my rookie content at patreon.com slash the FF educator. And that does include the recently released 2022 rookie guide, John Phelis Jones Jr. out of the University of Tennessee, the wide receiver. Before I break down Mr. Jones for our viewers, Matt, it's a pleasure to be your teammate. Third year, we've done over 40 profiles all three seasons. We made it again, my friend, two weeks away from draft weekend. I hope you enjoy all the viewers. Thank you. We couldn't do it without you. And now let's break down Mr. Jones for the viewers, Matt. First, the NFL, I think, is going to like him more than Anyone in the Twitter verse, when you plug them in your tw- in your production models, when you look at them, you're not going to say, oh, my God, I've got, you know, he's the player I got to get. But when you're an NFL scout, when you're an NFL coaching staff, you like players like this on your football team. I'm convinced of it. Matt, in high school, he was one of the top prospects in Alabama going all the way back to three, 2016. That's why if you're an early breakout king, Jones isn't your guy. You're not going to look at a 2016 prospect and say, I want him on my dynasty team. And he was only a three-star prospect. But what he did is he went all the way out to USC in 2017 as a redshirt freshman. What he does right away is he gets on the field as a special teams dynamo, Matt. He is a kick returning star. That's why he'll get drafted, folks. He's going to make an NFL roster as a true freshman. No, redshirt freshman, sorry. 
31 kickoffs, 760 yards, Matt, averaging over 24 yards per return. He was also named second team All-Pac-12 as a returner. He followed it up with another tremendous season. Second team All-Pac-12 by PFF. 21 returns, 483 yards, and a 23-yard average. Once again, 2019, second team again, 29 returns. But, Matt, this is amazing. 704 yards and a touchdown. An all-star returner. After four seasons as a Trojan, he transfers to become a volunteer. And, Matt, he arrives at Tennessee in COVID. I mean, that's tough to ask of any young man going from one school to another, not knowing the playbook per se, and he made the transition. Last year, 2021, first team, all SEC, all purpose, and co-special team player of the year, Matt. He had 1,722 all-purpose yards, which was third in the SEC. Matt, that's where he's going to get drafted. A coach and a scouting department is going to look at that, and he can play for us and contribute in more than one way. He averaged 132 all-purpose yards per game, which was second in the SEC and 16th in the nation. And the 1,722 all-purpose yards was the second in UT single-season history. The Volunteers are a prestigious program, and he was second all-time in the country. He was the only player with over 800 yards receiving, 200 yards on punt returns, and 600 yards on kickoff returns. Matt, the NFL is going to like this young man. What's your film breakdown say? Yeah, John, you mentioned it. He is fast. He has great acceleration. He gets off the line really quickly. And I want to point that out because that's not necessarily the case with every speedster. But Velas Jones gets off the line quickly. He closes space very quickly around the field. And you mentioned it. It's going to help him be an effective kick returner and potentially a punt returner at the next level as well. He does have good yards after catch ability, John. He's elusive. You could see him break off big touchdowns uh, even after, you know, hauling it off target catches. Slip on the Mizzou tape from 2021. There's a really nice play where he pretty much creates a touchdown after the catch. He's slippery, John. He's not breaking ankles, but he is slippery. He's hard to take down and you know he played primarily in the slot but he was 60200 John he played in a big slot role and it worked really well he could tear it up over the seam in the NFL which is a spot we've seen fantasy football players in particular succeed you know, uh, in recent years, think about kind of the the role that Darnell Mooney played early in his career. Bayless Jones could end up on that end of the spectrum in terms of his hands. John, they are consistent, they are reliable. He brings in everything thrown his way, even being able to haul in off-target passes. Bayless Jones, you mentioned his big season. Remember, he played with two different quarterbacks. He had to start the season with Joe Milton last year, which is a whole different discussion that we won't get into. But a very different passer than Hendon Hooker, who he ended up, you know, primarily playing with for the, the, you know, I would say last three-fourths of the season. So he had to be able to adjust to two very different throwing styles as well. And, John, he's athletic. He has great contact balance, excellent body control. He's a fluid runner, and he was used really creatively in the Tennessee offense. He was the perfect piece 
for Josh Heupel in a high-octane offense. So look for NFL coaches. We know the NFL is a copycat league. Well, sometimes they copy down to the college level, John, and I think there's going to be an NFL coach that wants to be in a high-volume passing attack that looks at Velas Jones and sees a creative piece, an adaptable piece, someone they can move around the field here, and so it'll be really interesting to see what his NFL draft capital is. We will get more into that here, but let's get back into those numbers. First thing you have to understand, if you are an early breakout guy, age guy, and there are a lot, a lot of dynasty players are pretty strong on that number, then you're not going to look at Bellis Jones and you're not going to like him highly. Also, the production model isn't going to pop for you. And I understand that. But there are some numbers that I'm very aware of that are impressive. Matt. I believe if my memory serves me, he led the nation with a 78% catch rate among the NFL draft prospects. And like, I'm not looking at a guy who had 20 targets, right? With a decent amount of targets. So his hands are good. And you already mentioned, it's not like they have the most amazing quarterback. Even though Hendon Hooker is better than people think. We'll talk about that over the summer. But still, 78% catch rate is very impressive. 24% 24% team aerial dominator. This is the SEC. He also had a teammate named Cedric Tillman. And my friends, we're going to break down Cedric Tillman over the summer. He had that team aerial dominator with a very good teammate. So those are very impressive numbers. The yards per reception. I believe Matt, he's an inside receiver. Six feet, 204 pounds. Perfect for the slot inside motion guy. I don't think he's a Z. I don't think he's an X, but that's fine. There's a role for him. And that's where you get the 12 yards per reception. At USC, he didn't get a lot of opportunities. How many great USC receivers have we done in the last three years, Matt, right? So he wasn't getting the choice routes, the deep routes down the field, a lot of short yardage underneath stuff. Even at Tennessee, I thought he had a little bit more of the short routage, yardage, short routes. 120 career receptions. Consider he was really only productive his final season. That's not bad. Over 1,400 yards. Matt, what I like in Dynasty, he's going to be on the field from day one as a returner. He's going to probably be your fourth or fifth wide receiver depending on how many wide receivers the coaching staff is active each week. I'll take that type of player. Hope he matures and grows. I like Jones a lot. Injuries happen all the time. What What do fantasy footballers need to know about Jones? Yeah, I think it starts here, John. Vinless Jones is going day two. <laughs> I think it's going to surprise some folks, but I feel very comfortable that the NFL is interested in Vinless Jones, right? And so uh, when you start there, I think he's going to be in that late day two, 50 to 102 overall selection. And I've talked about this before, John, but whether you're pick 51 or you're pick 101, for me, that is the same NFL draft capital bucket, right? So it's going to be about landing spot fit volume projection and so Valus Jones right now is in the low teens in my wide receiver rankings he could jump John he could be a easily a top 10 wide receiver post NFL draft and I think he really could live in that flex filler range right he could be somebody who uh, is your uh, consistent go-to wide receiver he could end up living in that low wide receiver two range 20 to 24 
or he could, you know, end up maybe a little bit closer to wide receiver 36 to 40. But I do see him being a relevant fantasy football asset here over the next couple of years. Somebody that you want to rotate into your lineup as bye weeks and matchups fit for you. I think he's still going to end up with an early round three ADP, John. And it's because of what you mentioned earlier in terms of uh, ADP, in terms of rookie drafts. And it's because of what you mentioned earlier. There's some folks that are going to look at six years of college, going to look at his age coming into the NFL, and they're just going to say no. They're going to take him off their boards, and he's going to slide because of that. And then you're also going to have a lot of options in that wide receiver tier, right? And so I think Dallas Jones is one of these guys here that's going to slide into the third round really consistently of your rookie. Rookie drafts and John at that price, I am buying all day because of his skill set. I'm willing to look past the age because I only need three good years out of somebody, especially in the third round of my rookie drafts, right? So I'm just looking for somebody to be an asset to fill into my fantasy football rosters, and I'll be very happy if Phyllis Jones is that player. John, 40 rookie profiles. Thanks so much for being my teammate throughout this process. Thank you so much to all the viewers and all the listeners. And I can't emphasize enough, we are not done. More pre- and post-draft rookie coverage is coming your way. So make sure you're subscribed, whether you're watching, whether you're listening. And hey, do us a favor, tell some friends about it because things are only heating up around here as we inch closer to the NFL Draft. As always, we appreciate you checking out this episode.